Pipe Network presents. I'm finishing now my uh, uh, film degree specializing in animation. And I'm also working in animation. One thing that clicked to me was just, I didn't answer. Like, I, like when you're like trying to figure yourself out, you're always like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? It's just like more of like, I didn't care to answer. Like more of like, I don't know, but I'm just going to start it out. I like to have a good time when I listen to my horror podcast. Her left arm oh, was chopped so, off. Oh, that's so... Oh my god, really? Caused a panic all over Prolonged the Prolonged their deaths for like months and the months. The frightening, alarming, real-life tale show is my horror my podcast. My horror podcast. That's Give it. Pause, pause it. Nip, this is your scary <laughs> part. Be scared and laugh hard with the frightening, alarming, real-life tales show. Every Friday on all major podcasting platforms. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say I didn't warn you. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode and I have a super interesting guest and uh this is going to be fun. As always, all my episodes are fun. Uh we met over uh, on Facebook, Facebook one of the Facebook groups and we just we just hit it off. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Scuds from, uh, from the hey Philippines. Hey guys. <laughs> Hello everyone. So it's nice to be here, Ajeev. Awesome, awesome. Uh, we got a lot of interesting things to talk about here in this conversation. It's just going to be simple. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about life and whatever life has to offer. This is just this is going to be interesting. So before we unbox all the things that I've mentioned, let's take a time travel back into the past. If you and I were classmates in high school, who were you in high school? Okay, so if Rajiv and I were classmates. Um, well, I came from an all-girls school, so I don't think that would uh, be possible. But if it was possible... Um, I think uh, we help each other in our homeworks and be like, hey, what's up with, with your class? Because I was when I was in high school, I was just like, I would go home, go to school, read some books, have a good company with my friends and be like, that's just it. I think I was more introverted back then than now. So, yeah, I would totally help you in your assignments because like, Rajiv, if you're in the library, I'm like, yeah, you can definitely meet Scuds there. Interesting, interesting. Scuds in the library. That sounds like a yeah. interesting podcast name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that could be great. If you know the library had tea, I'd be like, I'd be definitely in the tea section. Really, really? You're, you're not a coffee person. I know. Like, the thing with coffee is like, I know it's comedic for some because it's like that's what they want to yeah. feel kind of like the jitter. Yeah. I don't. I I I mean when I was in college like when I started out nursing before because I was in nursing in college yeah. and they always say like you're going to gain weight because of the stress and 
I gained more weight back then. I was obese before yeah. because I I was so stressed all the time. I would be thinking of my assignments and like, oh my gosh, if I'm gonna fail, oh no. And then I I'd, I'd sleep less because I would be studying, and that's kind of like a normal life you have when you're in nursing or like going to doctory. Yeah. You're usually always thinking of like your grades more. Yeah. And if you had time, you'd use it to sleep. So I like now getting tea than being all jitterish all the time. It's interesting you mentioned nursing. What what made you decide yeah. nursing? I got to follow up on that. Well, that's well, that's a good point. When I was before like when I was 16 to 20 I had my third I actually quit nursing nursing school I was third year to fourth year and I know people be like didn't you think you wasted your time I'm like yes and no I think I wasted more for me because I didn't know what I wanted to do I just knew that nursing was a thing my sister's now a nurse in London and if I just finish my school oh I'll right away get a job if I wanted to yeah. The thing though is like I just didn't think that mattered a lot. Like the like I would be sleepless. I think of my grades, how to impress my family and like friends, but I realized I couldn't get that because I wasn't really taking care of myself. So I think it was more of like I had regrets, but would I look back on it like I wouldn't do it ever again. So I think it was a lesson learned. Interesting. That's an interesting take. That's a very, very fascinating mm-hmm. take. There's a lot to be to unbox there. It's very powerful that you 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 sought out to choose a different path than others. That's really interesting. And usually yeah. people don't you know, in India, you know the saying that you either when you're born in India, you're either a doctor or a engineer. That's the common threat trend there Mm. and it's interesting Mm. that you took yourself away from that equation and now you're following your passion that's very powerful so aside from nursing what made you decide to go to animation you mentioned animation earlier yeah what i mean i'm taking now okay okay what made me go into animation and stuff yeah well Back then, I was I was really in a rut. <laughs> I was really depressive. And I wouldn't say depressive in a mental condition. More of a depressive wherein I was feeling like I was taking my soul away from me, from not being me. I was doing it for other people. And yeah. I, I wouldn't say it wasn't because I wasn't happy. It was because every single day I would pass the time. And... When I'm finishing now my uh, uh, film degree specializing in animation and I'm also working in animation, one thing that clicked to me was just I didn't answer. Like I like when you're like trying to figure yourself out, you're always like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? It's just like more of like I didn't care to answer. Like more of like, I don't know, but I'm just going to start it out. I'm just going to start going to uh, like 
because I when I was in a, my childhood, I started really liking like 101 Dalmatian, Lilo and Stitch. And I started to realize when I started um, really taking film that I really like the storyboarding process. I like the scripts. I like when they talk about your your own stories in your life and then you you make it into like like seaweed grasshoppers like you'd be talking like i know a lot of animators they will be talking about seaweed grasshoppers for three months i'm like i thought we were over this i'm like we're still i'm gonna let you see what seaweed grasshopper looks like in 3d i'm like this is it's creative and then i thought like you know when you're usually stressed like get over it but more of like I, I started to not complain. I just like, okay, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to wing it out. And I really started to really enjoy my life and be like, rather than letting to please other people, I realized, oh, I'm part of this now. Like, I, that's what thing I really like. I'm part of it. And I like that I'm also like, I get to see my name. I get to work with uh, an amazing director and producers and be like, yeah, this is, this is nice. That's that's powerful. I I love how you make stories out of seaweed. That that's that's an interesting concept. Even <laughs> yeah. Even for me, I I mean, I'm still experimenting with abstract animation. Hopefully, I can beat mm-hmm. you to it. But yeah, it's not a competition anyway. It's just no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know like a lot of um, Indians are also very good in animation, yeah. and. Like, I remember White Tiger, where in there's like kind of like her pressure to do well in life, to be like, I wouldn't say be good than everybody else, but you're, you're like, you have to be practical to make a living. So yeah. that's kind of like in animation, yeah, you can make a living, but it's more of like, I know one thing that I would say is also by luck is yeah. that a lot of people are not supported by the family like yeah. i i've been talking to also another friend it's like i he can't do arts because his parents would be like that's for kids and the the thing though is like it's also by luck that you can get supported by your friends and family like you need that especially when you once you start working but yeah you also need to be vocal in your delivery because it's it's nice to have friends and family. You need that, but it's also nice to to communicate also with the producers or you get to meet talent scouts, you get to meet recruiters and other animators, artists we're in. It doesn't feel like you're pressured. Like once you call them up, like, do you need another person to work with you? I'm like, yeah, we could. And then it's like, it's just, it helps you get better because you vibe with a good community so i would say yeah it's not about competition it's more of like can you be good to work with other people or are you better off working on your own yeah that's quite powerful because the the dynamic the change in dynamic now in the atmosphere of indians is now that they're leaning Mm. towards passion project ever since the pandemic hit Mm. i think there was a rude awakening for indians so now it became you mm-hmm. chase your passion and whatever mm-hmm. comes your way that's your thing and yeah that's that's but what I, we are, I, where we yeah. are now yeah yeah but i i would disagree just just go for your passion like 
when I mentioned like vocal delivery though, is like not just you loving your passion, but other people getting to see it and even support it. Like they're the ones who ask for you to work with you or to give you money and stuff because that's the, I guess I wouldn't say realistic side of things. Like before you become actual, like I have a lot of people like they want to go to in animation, but I'm like, when if you're talking about full-time animation, are you making five outputs per week? At least five. Because I know animators, they can make eight to 30 outputs. Like they can make characters, 30 of them in one week. Yeah. And be like, damn. Because if you can just say this is passion, you can start this out as a passion and be like, it's a side hustle. But when you're saying full-time, you're, you're giving more than just like your creative work like oh i just hope people will notice me but like you you can deliver like a lot of homeworks and stuff and that's what people like get stressed about because every week you have new deliverables wow that's that's powerful you are a powerful lady and i love how we're talking about art and discipline and mm-hmm. think direction that is one thing that the world yeah. needs right now, especially artists. They need the simple direction. For me, yeah. I ventured out into abstract. I did try uh, mm-hmm. creating mm-hmm. actors on my own, trying to fit into the social bubble of arts. And sadly, I, I mm. didn't make it. I can't make it anymore. So what I've decided to do is to abstract my thoughts and create composition from the abstract vision that I've seen that's that's how I see and that's how mm-hmm. I uh, feel about my my art is that I put it an, in this abstract uh, microscope and then from there I just take it all I, I just mm-hmm. unleash my creativity and yeah that that's my storytelling it's just, it's just a composition of things that are abstract that would usually be done and be misunderstood that's one thing that i noticed that is gonna happen and that's one Mm -hmm. thing that creatives uh creatives especially abstract artists are that they will always be not noticed for the things that they create but somehow be influenced by the creative process by inspiring by being inspired so yeah Okay, I like when you said like sometimes you get misunderstood because in in my podcast or sometimes you know when you're you're trying to be I, I remember even yeah I, I made this uh, interview up and I also talked about it that even if you're weird it's a job like even if you're an artist and you sometimes feel like you're gonna be misunderstood or people will misinterpret it. I think rather than taking it as a bad sign, it's a good sign because you start to get more clear sooner or later with your vision, but not just your vision or storytelling, but what you'd want other people to get involved in. So for them, it would be weird, but it's kind of weird in a curious sense. Like once they start, like once you start to compile more of your work, they start to see, "Ah, okay, so this is what Rajiv artist style is you know they start to see a pattern and then that that gets better over time so so whenever you feel like you you're misunderstood or other people would misunderstand you it's just like it's a good sign 
it's, yeah. it's actually a good result because like it just means to say you're not stuck you're just you're you're in the level of getting to know yourself even more as an artist yeah, yeah. that's quite interesting one thing that caught my ear even if you're weird it's a job <laughs> that's really yeah, I, it's a job it's a job like like um what it was this dali salvador dali yeah. or um marilyn monroe or um who who's that andy warhol um yeah. i i remember most of them they're kind of in the scene but at the same time when people get to know their what do you call that artistic life it's very different from their uh, what do you call that private life there it's very different because in private like in like me as scuds i'm i'm very vocal i'm articulate but i'm like i'm very like i need to be chill because like at the same time i'm like at first when i'm doing art and it's a blank canvas i'm like i don't know how to do this but once i start to go to be like my personal life i'm very chill and very different so that's where a lot of people start to see like oh she's she's different in her personal life i i want to lie down in bed i just want to if i could have more time to sleep and just relax with friends but when you're an artist you're kind of like a different person in other yeah. people's eyes so i'm just like yeah if they're going to misunderstand and that's how they see me i'm like okay but i'm different in in real life so it's kind of like i realize yeah it's still a job if people see me that way and that's what they expect from me when i present like i have to be best at it then i don't i can't like let people see how relaxed or how stressed i am really behind the scenes yeah but the quote that is stuck in my head is this what you just said is that even if you're weird it's a job i i want to put it on a yeah, t-shirt a to be job. honestly i want to put it on a t-shirt even if you're weird it's a job yeah i mean i have an an episode about it so but i mean the thing though is like yeah even if you're odd you're just trying to be your real self but you're delivering to people what you want them to see not everything so you can get a little pressure off you don't have to let people see how frustrated Rajib really is so yeah. yeah as an artist i like i love this one-on-one heart-to-heart conversation about artists and life because the struggles of an artist is sometimes it's the community the, it from mm-hmm. from a standpoint mm-hmm. of understanding artists now on facebook instagram mm-hmm. it's all about getting mm-hmm. their art out and not being heard there's a lot of people that are not getting heard yeah. and we need conversations yeah. like this about arts and where we can take the art forward and where we can distribute the art and understand the art from the artist's perspective from an audience perspective mm-hmm. and sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to uh, it's hard to uh it's hard to put a pin on what artists really do because there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that are happening in the artist world you know it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's all about it's yeah. all about me 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 and then when they present their artwork they don't have a storytelling 
they don't have this uh, form of narrative mm-hmm. they don't have that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so they just automatically create art and say hey this is my art check it out that is one thing that we mm-hmm. that is lacking so yeah mm-hmm. i think like when you're talking about the community i think it's also part of what type of i wouldn't say art direction there is but it's more of like what would they accept to be part of if you get what i mean because yeah. there i think um i forgot his name but uh i i should look it i should look it up but he is a graphic designer yeah and then the thing though is he mentions that there's two ways you can go as an artist and it's really based on your decision of location because like when we're talking about community it's much more easier to find it online and like really be part of like i'm in i'm finishing my studies so i can always be with communication with other artists yeah but i think other artists they're they're like their sense of location is like rather than say well here's the here's the basis of what the graphic designer said it's either based from your location of you want to be in demand for your art like specific for your art of trade like you want to be known as a painter or your animator or you want to be a graphic designer and stuff so you have to go to countries and areas where that's really present available and accessible to you cuz yeah. like i know animation and being creative especially if you're asian and like you're here in like many third world countries or developing countries that's kind of like you have to be a doctor and nurses and stuff like engineer but yeah. so when you're trying to find jobs about being in an art community it's kind of like it's never a regular thing so they kind of have to always freelance they have to just be available for what is available now and you know it's it's like you would would you i personally would want to live that life someday <laughs> which is like i would just be in an island and be like if and there's an available work okay i'll do that just to keep earning money but live in that paradise but a lot of times people are just going to areas where the community is present and the work is demanded so like a lot of people would go to canada la or in or they would go to the capital of anim- yeah animation like where, wherever the art study or the art presentation is so easy then yeah they would usually go there so i think that's where a lot of people want to start to get frustrated if they're like i don't have anywhere to support me but it means to say you need to sidetrack your art to freelancing maybe where where you just need to keep making money so that's realistic i i 100% agree to to what you said because uh it's uh it is a life it is the life that you choose that your life that you want to live that is worth the sacrifices a yeah. hundred times over that is the sacrifices that that you really that's if you truly desire it it's 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 all up to you to have make it happen so yeah it's yeah oh yeah the the graphic designer is D- david carson so i remembered him so david carson is like one of the father of graphic design so 
yeah like art art museums usually usually exhibit like so many artists works and you get to paint but yeah it depends on what areas supporting artists not not every areas being supported by artists or there's kind of like a political agenda yeah. if you're gonna make art so yeah yeah that's that places like north korea china and uh russia i presume their their sense of art styles are different even till today i think they have yeah, their but, own stuff yeah yeah but i think kind of there's kind of an everyday streak where you could go political if you know what i mean like here in the philippines and probably also in just every country yeah. if the government is going to support your art there's credentials meaning to say is it good for this type of religion to see your work what if it's too provocative so they yeah. would cut it out or um they want to give you instructions before they give you support because a lot of artists can get money they can every real artist can make money there's no there's no problem yeah so but the problem is like would you be censored or not so a lot of times that's where a lot of artists get hold back because there's a few instructions and you're, you're kind of like you're not being really told you're the artist you're just being told what to do by another person but i mean if that makes money just keep living you know yeah. don't yeah. don't be too like uptight with your art because you can make more definitely this this conversation is leading to art education this is really interesting <laughs> that should be the title yeah, but like art education with scrubs <laughs> that that should be the title yeah but yeah yeah definitely art education or just like living as an artist you can yeah you can make money you, and your life as an artist i wouldn't i wouldn't like i remember having this interview with one person he doesn't call himself an artist because that's other people to yeah. call him that that's not him he's just making a painting so he can continue to make art but he doesn't call himself artist like once you give your work out to the public it's there it's Baby. their job to yeah. like now i wouldn't say like judge you but it's kind of like you give them you you're already like no have you have no heart for your work already you're like i'm done with it i'm good but i'll keep making more now i'm like just give me time to chill and then after i chill i'm like okay i'm going back to art again yeah life is tough as an artist but uh, yeah that that's mm-hmm. that's interesting I, this is a very interesting perspective coming from yeah opening on opening up on a conversation about uh, high school mm-hmm. it led into art education yeah it's such an interesting yeah, but, dynamic yeah yeah but i honestly i just i disagree that artists have a difficult life because kind of like i know a lot of artists who's who's an engineer and then they just went to art or for me personally i think you i think you wanted to like ask me also like if i had to turn back time from high school to now would i change anything i'm like no i i do have regrets but i wouldn't regret ever my life because i think like part of 
if you learn a lesson, then it means to say you also learn to regret. Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't change anything. If you if you really learned a lesson and then part of it is like, yeah, I can't change what happened in my past, but I think right now I'm at peace, you know, with my past. Like the the person, like I think a lot of I wouldn't say artists, okay, but just everyone in general, they're going to go to a phase wherein like they're having so many regrets in life but they can't change it anymore and i'm kind of like you can't change that person anymore but your present person do you like yourself you get what i mean because a lot of art like just anyone not just artists but anyone when they're going through the phase of intimacy and like we're having this one-on-one -on -one discussion as an artist but when you're like do you really like yourself to be known to somebody else or you're just making people see a part of you but not everything about you because the real part of you has like a lot of hidden barriers and i think as an artist you're also being creative to let people see you even those regrets you make them into sad songs you know i'm yeah. like if you had ex-boyfriends you make them into taylor swift <laughs> yeah i <laughs> I wanted to sorry. Like, I wanted to cut you off there. That's the one thing I hate about being a songwriter is I always end up writing love songs for my ex. <laughs> that's uh, that's then, the one thing. I don't think those are regrets. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't think those are regrets. I think you're just like at the current time. That's what you're going through, you know. And you're letting people see that. So that's part of you being intimate with your listeners as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I hate about being songwriter. When someone calls me a songwriter, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to write another love song. I hate this. That's why getting getting inspired by other musicians, that's one thing I get. But the problem though is once I start playing my instrument, that's where mm -hmm. the interesting, funny stuff happens. So, yeah. Nah. Oh, okay. I think like part of it is like, I don't think it's funny i think i would like i personally would rather like to listen to your song than you trying to be like another musician if you get what i mean yeah that because that in a in a degree but the sense of influence yeah. like like listening to other music musicians i like to co yeah. compose kind of pieces that have some sort of interesting meaning i i, I always i'm a funk guy if you if you listen to my playlist I'm a funk guy, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. sadly, I cannot really give the funk. I can only give the Taylor Swift stuff. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think like part of it is just your current trade right now. Is like you don't have to be entitled, like because I think what I'm hearing is that this is what you want to be. Like this is who you ideally want people to see you as. Yeah. Like I would like. I maybe get this, but this is also sometimes what I think of. Like, I want people to see me like in an Oscar, and like I want to win a Grammy or stuff, yeah. and like you know for your work. And how I'm gonna get this Grammy is like if I do this, then be like, oh, if I if I make that song, like if I was another Ed Sheeran and take all his songs, definitely yeah. I'd win a Grammy. But then I realized realistically, this is who I am, you know. And I can't be an ideal person if I don't like like where I am right now. So and 
I realized, damn, I made mistakes. I want to write that up just so that I would like clear myself from those mistakes or like, I wouldn't say, I mean, you have an ex to be like, write about your ex until you like, you can't write about your ex anymore <laughs> because you're still dealing, you're still dealing with it. So people yeah. would be like, you know, I would, I'm I shocked relate, to hear yeah. that. Like, I'm still shocked to hear you're still thinking about your ex. Maybe <laughs> has it been a year? Yeah. yeah so, so I'm like, oh, because in a girl's in a girl's perspective, I'm like, I didn't know that. I thought like guys would be like, yeah, I'm just moved on. And then yeah. if that's your perspective, it's like, oh, so there are still guys like that who think of their exes after 12 years. Yeah. Huh, nice to know. Yeah. I would love to talk to you further and extend this conversation. Sadly, Zoom has yeah. given me a timer. So I hope you come back to yeah, the show um, and and we complete our yeah. conversation. So yeah. You were saying? I mean, I can I can extend it after this if you want. Yeah. For now for now I'm I'm hitting the timer's agenda because I want to keep it sweet short and sweet and it's totally somewhat sweet this conversation uh and okay. i uh i want to i want to say thank you first of all for being part of the show uh but before we oh, leave nice. before before we hmm. split and before we uh we move on to the next priorities i want to ask if someone hmm. wants to connect with you via social media how will they find you on social media Okay, so so odd with Scuzz is in Facebook, Instagram, and we also have now in Wisdom app. So, if ever you wanna reach out to me, guys, you can go to our Facebook. I definitely listen to my listeners like messages, and they're like, "How's your current love life?" Like, I I'm so surprised that they're curious to know that. So, yeah. I think like yeah, you can reach me reach me out in so odd with Scuzz Facebook. There's also Instagram account and you can also message me there or you can go to Wisdom and you can get a voice reply from me just about anything and you can get more wisdom out from Scuds. So yeah, I hope you guys listen also to the show So Odd with Scuds. It's available in all podcasting apps, music apps you like. So definitely listen to it. I definitely listen to you. I'd listen to you every day about topics uh, about art. Uh, I definitely listen to you. That I'm a fan. As a fan, I'm I'm honored. Uh, I'm deeply honored having you on my show. It's a huge honor. Um, thank you so much. I you know what? Like the reason why I'm still even finishing my studies. Like sometimes as an artist, you're like, why do I have to go to school <laughs> if I'm yeah. already having a work now? Yeah. I I want to be I finished my study because I want to be a teacher someday yeah. like a university teacher stuff but I like I want to be a hot teacher <laughs> when I'm like in my 40s and even more I'm like I will not want to have any regrets when I'm in my 20s so I'm like if there are goals that will connect to your future goals yeah then do it now so I'm glad that you're listening to me because yeah I I want to be a teacher. I, and I think I am. I think right now I am. Yeah. Uh, I want to say thank you so much for being a part of the show. 
and uh, hopefully wow. like I said earlier I hope you come back and if we have a new topic a new title we covered that up and we were gonna talk about it so I want to say thank you so much for being a part of my show yeah yeah you're welcome and if you or your listener wants to get something out from me or you want to invite me to the specific episode go ahead so awesome. thank you so much Reggie for your time yeah, thank you Thank you. And with that in mind, folks, I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.